0: WDEL On Demand, brought to you by Stanley Steamer. Air Duck Cleaning. Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. Who could have predicted, even a couple of weeks ago, that U.S.-Saudi relations after the disappearance and death of a dissident Saudi journalist would be so dominating our national and international news, or for that matter, the ethnic roots, lineage of a U.S. senator, who might very well be preparing to run for president, well, that's our surreal time, isn't it? And, of course, the midterm elections, hard to believe, about three weeks away. Some unique twists in that as well. And Eleanor Cliff, veteran political observer, columnist, The Daily Beast, longtime panelist of the McLaughlin Group, and you see her on TV and other places from time to time. Hi, Eleanor. How are you doing? Hi, Alan. I'm
1: okay. I'm holding down the floor here in uh, in the
0: swamp. Yeah, oh, is that where Washington. it is? Washington. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I I mean, this U.S.-Saudi thing, it's just interesting how this is playing out, whether there will be any serious rupture in U.S.-Saudi relations, considering the administration and Jared Kushner in particular have invested so much in the Saudi crown prince. What do you think?
1: Well, I think, you know, every recent administration has had a complicated issue with the Saudis, and let's not forget that after 9-11, President George W. Bush arranged for all the relatives of Osama bin Laden to get out of this country. Uh, to fly back, uh, to Saudi when no other planes were, were in, in the skies. So, uh, they've been, uh, a kind of a sometimes ally in a very tough neighborhood. So these are complicated issues and they're further complicated with President Trump and as you point out, Jared Kushner because of the financial ties they have with the, with the kingdom.
0: The other thing that has changed, as you say, Eleanor, every other president has had some problem. Remember, though, when President Reagan was trying to sell AWACS and the Israelis objected, now, come to think of it, it's kind of come full circle, hasn't it? Because of the common alliance vis-a-vis the Iranians, the Israelis and the Saudis, to some extent, are on the same
1: side. Right. right and you find uh people in this country worried that that could mean that uh the Israeli prime minister netanyahu is kind of egging on uh president trump for a military confrontation with iran because uh, netanyahu was very much opposed to the iranian nuclear deal that was negotiated under obama and then involved our allies and included china and russia and this president has pulled out of that so they've made a big bet on on this on saudi arabia and uh, this grisly murder of uh, an American resident journalist uh, has really thrown the whole uh, relationship into, into doubt. And you have pushback from Republicans in Congress. And you don't get a lot of pushback from Republicans in Congress yeah. to this president. They, they may not like everything he does, but they've, they've been pretty quiet about it. They're much more vocal about this. One more thing before we
0: get to what you were writing about in the Daily Beast, and that is this whole Elizabeth Warren and uh, fraction of a fraction indigenous american DNA tests president trump 's response I, in a strange way, I mean we have all these conflicts we just mentioned the Middle East Yemen where untold numbers of people are dying, but people would rather debate uh, the uh, ethnic lineage of elizabeth
1: warren well i I, I have to Say that the media is partly to blame there because we give it all of the uh, the airtime and the media is revving up for the 2020 presidential contest, even though we haven't gotten through the midterms just yet. And I, a lot of Democrats who wish that Elizabeth Warren had had waited with her uh, her big DNA reveal until after the 2018 uh, midterms. That it's kind of a distraction from what the midterms should be about. But yeah. clearly, uh, you know, she's she's got she's got presidential ambitions And, uh, I think there are a lot of reasons to run for president. Including that you might win, but other reasons as well, and I think she has a lot of issues she wants to uh, get out on the table. And she's been she's proved a pretty uh, strong spokesperson on the on the Democratic side. She's not afraid of President Trump either. <laughs> which no, we know that. <laughs> of other people are. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, it's interesting. I mean, you go to the Rust Belt states like Pennsylvania. It seems like the Democrats are gaining at all levels. On the other hand, uh, some states where it seemed as though the Democratic Senate candidates had a chance: Tennessee, Texas, mid work it seems as though those are receding. And meanwhile, we have these other issues about what you write, uh, including guns and how uh, that has right. uh, shifted slightly in American politics.
1: Well, the Parkland uh, kids were uh, a huge reminder to the American conscience that you know kids out there are scared to go to school, and they've been a, a presence on the campaign trail. So I wanted to see how it was playing out. What I found mostly is that Republicans are not showcasing their NRA A-plus ratings, but it's hard to find Democrats who are running outright on gun control issues, but it's a part of what you would call a subset of issues that's motivating particularly women in suburban districts, college-educated women, and I think uh, they're the cohort that's going to give the the House back to the Democrats, but I agree with you. I think the the Senate still looks like it will remain in Republican hands, and Republicans could probably gain a couple of seats.
0: Well, it's interesting, uh, for example, as we get to health care and Obamacare and all that, uh, it seems they're the The pendulum has shifted a bit where some Republicans are kind of downplaying outright opposition to every part of the Affordable Care Act and some Democrats are using it as a wedge to play it up.
1: Well, the Affordable Care Act, now that people don't associate it fully with the past president, they know it's what helps them go to the doctor. And if you talk to any voters out there, just about everybody has a a tale of of pre-existing conditions or a child with special needs and premiums are going up. I think it's the number one motivating uh, issue out there, and I think it's working to the Democrats' advantage for the first time, I might add, since the passage of of the Affordable Care Act.
0: By the way, what did you think of President? Trump on 60 Minutes.
1: <laughs> I thought Leslie Stahl did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> she pushed him and, you know, he's, he's, he, it's like watching somebody in the boxing ring. I mean, he's sort of prancing and he's backing off and he's, you know, he's avoiding and he's, he's, he's very good at what he does. Now, when the fact checkers get at it, most of his assertions don't, don't hold up, uh, but he's 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 terrific at the sort of the political maneuvering to get his points across. But
0: I could just imagine you if you were uh, doing a McLaughlin Group broadcast right afterwards, uh, and you were asked about how how he responded to Doctor Ford in in South Haven, Mississippi, right. and basically uh, any moral or any other considerations were cast aside. It just was well, it was the uh, it was necessary to do that to win. It was all about winning, and justifies the means. Right.
1: Right uh, no and he he told us that he would be winning so much we'd be tired of it well I'm tired of it <laughs> I'm tired of the, the way he wins and what he considers uh winning but he he has kind of a an animal instinct for for what will appeal to the gut of a you know number of, of americans and uh he he really has played into the grievance politics better than any president since i would say uh, richard nixon in 1968 when he got us all worked up about law and order and,
0: yeah, and although that. you could argue that in in that situation was really the vice president who was uh really goading middle america there uh, at spiro agnew and the silent majority and all that
1: that's right yeah no president uh, president trump is is his his own communicator. You can't say that he's been fed lines by anybody or he's been forced into this or instigated into this. Occasionally, he will read a speech that, you know, somebody has written for him and and wants him to back off of some of his more robust rhetoric. But most of the time, we get the full Trump. And, you know, and I guess that, you know, that has an appeal to certain Americans that he does away with the the sort of the the boilerplate platitudes of of a president and just, you know, says what he thinks needs to be said. Fortunately, that's given a lot of Americans license to say whatever is on their mind, and it's that a lot of that has exploded on social media. Yeah, very,
0: conservative and liberal. Very, uh, you know, I, I could turn it around and say though, that for any other president with an unemployment rate a, at this level, and the economy seemingly uh, still going in all uh, uh, caliber, except for obviously continuing fears about the escalating trade war, any other president, uh, popularity ratings would be in the stratosphere.
1: Right, yeah, I think uh, his personal personality and the crudeness that he's brought to the presidency is is depressing uh, the the job performance ratings that he should be getting and uh so he he often steps on his own good story you know he has good news on the economy to tell but he's turned the the midterms into a referendum on on himself and a referendum on all of the things that americans don't like about him as opposed to you know touting the, touting the good news
0: well I I guess that's uh, probably good for Republicans in the states that they have uh, their congressional districts and it's uh, probably bad though and some of the rust belt states states that went Trump but uh, now have second thoughts but uh any right, other thoughts
1: right. <laughs> uh well, I mean, it does seem as though, uh, the reckoning is coming on November 6th, and it looks as though, you know, you don't want to talk too soon, like the Democrats may reclaim at least a, a, a small foothold on power in the House. I doubt they'll get the Senate. Uh, and that will give them, uh, the ability to do some things. Number one, I think they could, they could probably just stop the citizenship question, which the administration is trying to add to the census, the 2020 census. A question that will depress the count and the census is all about getting a head count it's not about who's legal in the country and who isn't legal right. in the country so you know they 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 can have some impact there and i think there are a number of you know they can stop some things happening in the in the uh, trump administration they can give us some needed oversight i i don't think they're going to jump into impeachment right away although a lot of democrats would like that but i think that would be foolish
0: yeah it's also kind of the progressive versus establishment sides of the party and what the political right. analysts are saying okay Eleanor, nice talking to you. Thanks.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, Enjoyed the conversation. All right.
0: Appreciate it. Cheerio. Eleanor Cliff, columnist the Daily Beast, long-time panelist now for decades on the McLaughlin Group, even after the death of McLaughlin. Incidentally, it's still the same name.